Josh and Norton are back to talk all things fantasy NASCAR. It's the Atop the Pit Box Podcast. Let's go. Welcome into another episode of the Atop the Pit Box podcast. I am your host, Josh Rolfus. I am here with my co-host and commissioner of the league, Mr. Justin Norton. How are we doing tonight? Doing great. Good to be back. I feel like it's been a year since we released driver values. It's only been like a month. Woke up this morning, said, hey, we're, we got the podcast tonight. I'm ready to go. This is our season preview episode, so we're going to go through just some stuff uh, as it pertains to this upcoming season. And want to just start with, there's a, a new documentary out on Netflix. Want to just get your thoughts, if you've seen it, what your thoughts are on uh, on the documentary so far. Well, I know that you've finished it, so don't give me any spoilers. I think <laughs> I am about halfway through season four, or episode four, there's five episodes. Um, I have seen... A lot of good things, most recently being Denny not making it to the final four. So I've gotten that far along in the documentary. That's about where it stops. Uh, that's where it stops getting fun. I bet it gets better. I, <laughs> I, I know, I know how this ends and, and I like how it ends, <laughs> but it, I'm very impressed by it. I think that it's exactly what NASCAR needed to do. I like the personal interactions you get with the drivers, just like they did with the Formula One documentary. Um, I will say, I think that I have been more intrigued with the F1 documentary, mostly because I didn't follow the races. So the drama that they built up, I didn't know what was going to happen. With NASCAR, I know exactly what's going to happen. So it takes away a little bit of that, but I think they're doing a really good job with it. Yeah, I, I breezed through the five episodes. They, even knowing what's going to happen, I thought they did a fantastic job of putting together, building the drama, the behind the scenes with the with the drivers and their wives and, and just how that race day kind of unfolds was, was really cool. I think it's exactly what NASCAR needed to try to, to promote the sport came at a good time right before, you know, the clash and right before Daytona. And, you know, I, I think it's something that is going to get people excited, both that watch NASCAR and maybe that, that don't. So that's the hope. I wish there wasn't more than five episodes because those five episodes were really good, but, uh yeah i i'm excited i haven't seen anything negative online seems like most people are are pretty pleased with it i saw one take that the guy said i think i had only been through like two episodes at this point and he's like this is the blaney byron show and i was really surprised to see that i'm sure that the fifth episode is probably pretty blaney heavy for obvious reasons but I'm 85% of the way through this thing, and I don't feel like I've seen Blaney much at all. In, in fact, I'd say it's been the Denny Hamlin show, but I, that's the only negative take I've seen, and I was kind of surprised by it. I got to ask you, now that you're pretty much done with Denny's story from, from last year, does that change your, your view of him in any way? Uh, no. No, it's pretty much just cementing it, like, I, I will, I think I've said it before, he embraces being this villain of NASCAR. So I appreciate that part out of him. If I were a fan of his, I would probably also like that. But no, my opinion on him 
hasn't changed. I think he is a spectacular driver that deserves a championship. And I appreciate that he doesn't back down on how he feels, but how he feels doesn't align with me a lot of times. So I, uh, I don't, nothing has changed for me. If anything, I saw the Blaney Hamlin uh, fiasco in the documentary last night and I was like, yeah, Blaney doesn't like Hamlin. Neither do I. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Two peas in a pod. Yep. That's right. Speaking of Denny Hamlin leads us right into the clash, which happened on Saturday night. It was supposed to happen last night and uh, they moved it because of the rain. I wasn't able to watch it live. I think you had some, some issues watching it live, which was unfortunate, but uh, Denny Hamlin wins. What did you, what do you think about the clash? Is it something that you enjoy, look forward to? I love it. I think it's a good way to get the season kind of kicked off, get people's minds thinking NASCAR. I like the LA Coliseum move. I don't think that they should stay there. I think that they should bounce around and try to find niche markets that they can start drawing in new NASCAR fans. I think that's what they've done with the Coliseum and it's worked well. I saw I saw a tweet out that somebody said Oh, I, I got on to watch the Machine Gun Kelly concert during halftime and they canceled it. But nobody said I'm that. watching. Nobody this. said that. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> nobody said that. <laughs> she went on to say this NASCAR race is a lot of fun to watch. So it's getting non NASCAR fans involved, whether it be the Coliseum or Machine Gun Kelly at halftime, I guess. So I, I do think it's good. I like the clash. Uh, I like the different formats. It was unfortunate that. It got moved. I understand why it didn't. I think NASCAR made the right move. But for that reason, I missed it. Uh, that was kind of a bummer. But, yeah, what did you think of it? I know you like the results. So, obviously, anytime Denny Hamlin can win, it's a great day. For me, I love just the whole – the qualifying piece was awesome. The race – I thought the race was actually pretty good. Normally, these uh, these races, there's a lot of – driving deep into the corners and just pushing people out of the way. And you obviously got some of that, but for the most part, I would say a lot of the drivers ran pretty clean. Uh, Joey Logano would probably disagree with, with that take. Uh, but for the most part, I thought compared to previous years, it was, was pretty good. I want to get your thoughts on, and this is going to, this would take a change in NASCAR. It would take a change in the way that teams get their money, but I would love to see qualifying where not all the cars make it to the race the next day. I I love that that aspect of is somebody like Christopher Bell not going to make the main race because they're not qualifying fast enough. I understand the challenges with the with the sponsorships and the cost of the cars and that's why that that piece of it would have to change, but if you did a a qualifying on on Saturday where people could tune in, you ran four to six at a time, you're watching the board, you're seeing people drop um, seeing who gets the pole and then leading into the race on Sunday. I would love to, I would love to see that. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think it's, it's absolutely unrealistic because of the money side of things. Um, it, it was certainly intriguing to know that you got 36 capable drivers and 13 of them aren't going to make the show. Um, it, it's a fun idea. I wish that there were 50 to 60 drivers every week trying to qualify for a 40 spot race, you know, then 
then we don't have to worry about the loss of sponsorships and stuff like that. I also like the idea of having more vehicles in the field for all the races, not always, but a place like the clash 22 cars, 23 cars makes a little bit more sense than maybe Talladega where you lose that many in one wreck. What if you had uh 24 cars and then you ran a, a, a qualifying for all the cars that didn't make it on, on the speed, they did like a, a race after that. And the top two got in or something like that. Give us, you know, like yeah. a second chance qualifying thing to let those cars have a chance. Cause you know, your boy Blaney, if it wasn't for yeah. the, the old provisional highest point yep. guy, the champion got in. I just, I thought that was really interesting. I, I don't tune into a lot of qualifying because it doesn't really matter, but I really enjoyed, I found myself like watching the, 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 the left-hand side of the screen where all the drivers are and seeing where they'd fall and, 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 and how they're running. And, um, well, and, and the craziest thing is that wasn't even supposed to be how they qualified. Right. They had to change the whole format because of the weather and they got rid of the heat races and the last chance qualifiers. And so it was certainly interesting to see, Hey, we're just running practice, but now all of a sudden practice matters. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So it's only, they don't do that the rest of the year, but just something that I saw and 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 wanted to kind of get your thoughts on. Something else I want to get your thoughts on. Did Ty Gibbs earn himself a spot on some more fantasy teams this year with his performance at the Clash, or does it not matter? Well, listen, he was already on mine. I think a lot of people are going in with a lot of high hopes for Ty Gibbs this year anyway. He's a 13-point driver, right? He is, yep. 13-point driver, He. He's and we'll get into this in a little bit, but I do think he's one of those low values that are going to get picked a lot. But yeah, he certainly didn't hurt his chances being the fastest car all night. I am very excited to see how the Joey Logano tight gift rivalry continues throughout this year. It started last year and it's picked up right away again this year. So I love it. That part's yeah, I, I do too. We NASCAR needs those kind of storylines. Well, isn't it the the classic? young pup coming up through the ranks and the the old vet and you know wasn't logano this guy you know 20 he years sure ago was. or whatever 10 years yep. ago whatever it was so you know it's it's just funny how once you kind of understand that they, these guys just go in cycles it's like okay like <laughs> i get what's going on here so yes, uh good for exactly. ty gibbs standing up to him and it will be interesting to see both those guys don't strike me as the type of driver that will back down uh and so it's it's going to be it'll be interesting to follow those uh those two drivers through through the season so uh so we also ran a promotion for the clash a fantasy promotion and this was announced on our partner friends of the show uh these lug nuts podcast everybody check them out go give them a listen as well um we came on their show a couple weeks ago and announced that we were going to run a clash promotion and what we did was took our same fantasy values and salary caps. We could put a five-person team together, just like our regular season-long league. And the top three finishers with the Clash only uh, got entries paid for by D's Lug Nuts into our season-long league. So we ended up with 44 entries just for the Clash. Uh, ended up being really competitive, good out, good turnout. And our three winners were... A couple people from our league last year and one actually a, a rookie this year. So at uh, the Flag Hunting Podcast, they were in it last year with us. He finished first with 18 points. Andrew Yu finished second. He's our rookie this year, so he'll be new to our league. 
And Paul Stefan, who was in it last year, finished third. And I guess I'll just shout out fourth place, yours truly, again, just finishing oh. right outside the important positions. I, uh, I was three tough out. tough to see. You hate to see it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was a good turnout. It was competitive, and uh, obviously those teams with Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Ryan Priest, all three teams had those three drivers make sense for their, their outcomes there. Ryan Priest always does well in this race, I feel like. He really does. He was one of those he, – he built a lot of confidence for fantasy picks last year, and it turned out not working well. But, yeah, he performed well. I was definitely that. one of those guys that you were one of them? Ryan after the clash. I was all on the, the Ryan Priest train and uh, did not go very well. I did not not do well. All right, so we got some new entries. So thanks to again to Dee's Lug Nuts for, for that partnership. And where do we stand on entries right now? As of today, we just went over 100 entries, which is pretty fantastic. I think at this point, we we ended up with 207 last year, and I want to say we I, I'm almost certain we weren't this high at this point last year with two weeks to go till Daytona. I think most of our entries come in in this next two weeks. So very excited about the turnout we've seen so far. We have. 34 of those 101 are rookies. So we've already got 34 brand new people to the league, which is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's super great to see. I just want to shout out again the NASCAR community. We have really built this thing up through Twitter and, you know, we we send some DMs to people and and everybody has been just so kind and and appreciative and even if they're not joining the league, they're referring people to it. Um, or they're just, you know, they're just being nice and saying no, like it, it's, it's crazy. The, the community and just the, the support that the, the NASCAR community has. So just shout out to, to everybody and, uh, thank you for the interactions and, and that's, you know, we love that stuff. So keep it coming. A couple of different things that we got going on this year. Uh, one is two are new and, and one is one that we did last year, but the first thing that we're going to do this year uh, on the podcast is each week we're going to pick a random team and just talk about uh, talk about that team. So we'll break down their team. We'll give some stats on how their year is coming along, highest finish, you know, things like that, and 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 maybe get them on the podcast as well. But basically, what we're trying to do is just get get used to or get familiar with other teams in the league see what's going on with some storylines as far as people that have, have risen or fallen or kind of their journey through throughout the year. It is a long year, so there there will be some good storylines. So just something that we're going to do each week with that, that uh, random fantasy team. The other thing that we have going on is we are going to do uh, the name bracket again this year. So this is something that Norton kind of championed last year where we put all the team names in a bracket, kind of like a March Madness. It was a round March. Yep, did it during the tournament. So kind of goes along with the, the basketball March Madness bracket. And there's no prize. It's just for bragging rights. But uh, we will ha do that again. If you submit a team and want to submit a team name, that will automatically get you entered into that name bracket. If you've already submitted a team and you did not include a team name, just reach out to us and we can get that updated before the, the start of the season. And real quick on that, all the voting and results and everything happen on Twitter. So if you want to be part of the name bracket, you want to vote and let your voice be heard, be watching for that. 
on our Twitter page will be our X page or whatever we want to call it. That's where you will, uh, you'll see it. Yep. Good point. Middle of the season gets kind of long. Uh, any NASCAR fan will tell you that, that the summer months are kind of, kind of long. So what we are going to do, and this was a suggestion by one of our uh, league members, Chad Depew recommended or uh, suggested that we do a lead wide bracket, like a mid season tournament. So we're going to take all the teams and we're going to seed them randomly. And you're just going to face off against another fantasy team. And the team that has the lowest amount of points will, will move on. So it'll just be kind of like the March madness bracket, but it will be with all the teams and it'll be based on performance. Again, there's no uh, money prize. It's again, just for bragging rights, but it will just give a little bit of, it'll give something to kind of pay attention to in those long, those long summer months. Yeah. For those of you that followed NASCAR or maybe Denny's podcast last year, um, Denny Hamlin kind of put together a similar thing, something that he actually wants NASCAR to do. And it's and just a, a mid, I think they should too. Yeah. It was a great idea. It's a mid season, something to watch for. He paired drivers up against each other and ran through a bracket. Uh, I think the winner ended up being William Byron. He had him on, but so our our format's going to be similar to that. Obviously, we haven't done this before, so things are subject to change. Depending on the amount of teams, um, it could change based on a timing standpoint. Um, you know, if we get too many entries, we've only got so many weeks in the NASCAR season. So that's all all subject to change, but we'll figure it out when the time comes. Let's talk about uh, some some driver values. We released our driver value podcast, so that's in the feed. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go check that out as you're putting your teams together, but wanted to kind of just touch on some, some drivers that, you know, maybe we feel like is overvalued or undervalued as, as we go into these final two weeks and, and people start putting their teams together. Is there anybody on that list that you're looking at that you just think, man, that's, that value is wrong one way or the other. Yeah, so I think you mentioned us just picking one, but I actually have two, and I have to go with two because I can't decide which one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to like this answer. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin as being overvalued. I think maybe maybe for similar reasons, both drivers have had their opportunities, and I think they're on the down downward climb now. Um, Denny just came coming off his shoulder surgery, and it just felt like, Last year was the year it was going to happen, and it didn't. Um, and that's not to say I think he's going to be unsuccessful this year. I just think 19 is a little too high for him for fantasy value. And Truex, it's probably the playoff results um, from last year that are driving me to feel this way. But Truex is, I think, going to have a very down year, and I think it'll be his final year. you think he wins a race? I don't think he wins a race. More to come when we pick our final 16. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So Denny was an 18, finished as a 20 last year. So kind of in the middle there for, for this year. And Truex was a 17 and ran as a 18 last year. So same value as last year. Yeah. I mean, when you get to those top six drivers, it's kind of, it's, it, it's tough to kind of place them. Um, I could definitely see Martin Truex taking a step back, but I think you're wrong on Denny Hamlin. <laughs> this guy's fired up. He wants to break open that cigar. 
And a lot of times the other, I guess the other thing I would add to this is they talk about it a little bit with Hendrick. It always feels like there's two really strong drivers and two drivers that are kind of left out. I'm not going to say that that's always the case with Joe Gibbs, but if there's going to be any drivers from that field that we see growth and strong running from, I think it's going to be the younger guys, Christopher Bell and Ty Gibbs. I just, I have really strong feelings about that, how they run this year, uh, which leaves Truex and Hamlin as the other two. So that's just kind of how I feel with the, the team as a whole as well. And just for reference, Christopher Bell is an 18 this year. He ran as a 19 last year both below Denny Hamlin and, and Ryan Blaney. So, so if I had to pick an overvalued driver, I think I would probably go with Joey Logano at 17. He was a 19 point driver last year. 15 was his, his running value at the end of the year. And I mean, I think there's no question that he's a great race car driver, but the last really two years, I mean, he hasn't really been dominant. He got into the playoffs and kind of did what Blaney did and and won the races that he needed to win and and won the championship. We know those Fords are really good at Phoenix and and he got there and, and won. So I I would say that would probably be my my overvalued uh, driver. Uh, as far as my undervalued driver, I go with Bubba Wallace and Ross Chastain. I know that there's wow. some some questions about Ross and you know his his ending of last year when Hendrick kind of talked to him and he got a scolding. He did finish with a win at, at, at Phoenix. He's coming off a win in his last race, not counting the clash. But I, I, I do think that Ross Chastain has a, a really good year. Uh, and then Bubba Wallace, I think he is going to really take a step forward. I, I, I was a big fan of, of Bubba, and then I kind of listened to Denny kind of pump him up and and so I, I'm all in on Bubba. I think that, that I think he's going to have a, a career year this year. That sounds like a uh, from the heart pick. Uh, kind of, kind of. Okay. But but I think that there's I think that he showed enough last year where he's ready to take that next step. I think he's matured a little bit. He's got the backing. The team's getting better and they've got another year on their belt. And I, I think he's I think he's ready to 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 take the next next leap. I do agree. Um, so both your 14 drivers, you're saying, are going to finish better than 14, 14-point uh, 14 drivers. So I, I agree with Bubba. I do think he outperforms that maybe a little. Um, I think that what he did in the playoffs, his biggest hurdle, it seems like, has been the mental hurdle for him. He, he would just get so fired up. And, and I think that he showed that he can overcome that in the playoffs. He was under a lot of pressure. And again, going back to that documentary, I forgot just how much pressure it was. If there was any drama, it was him every week below the cut line and doing what he had to do to get in. So I think that he grew a lot. I do agree that this will probably be a career year for him. Uh, Ross Chastain, I'm not I'm not out on him. I hope that he succeeds. Uh, I think 14 is probably pretty close to accurate there. I mean, he ran he ran 16. He ran 16 last year and he didn't have a, a great year. So I, I feel like 14 you'd have to have a pretty, pretty bad year to be at 14. Who was a 14 point driver last year? Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick and Kevin Harvick. So, I mean, I feel like he's gonna have a better year than, than those two had last year. So. Okay. That's fair. So my two undervalued, I went with Ty Gibbs and Eric Jones, not 
I, I don't think Eric Jones is going to light the world on fire. I do have pretty high hopes for Legacy Motor, Motor Club coming back and being a little bit stronger this year. But as an 11, I think he can very much outperform that. And I've already talked about why I think Ty Gibbs is going to improve quite a bit just from his clash performance and what he did last year. But uh, Eric Jones, so our 11-point driver finishers last year were Michael McDowell and Daniel Suarez. So do I think that Eric Jones can finish better than they did last year? That would be a yes. I do. Yeah, I actually don't have any anything else to add, really. Uh, those are, I think those are two solid picks. And as I looked at my undervalued, uh, if you had to find to pick two other ones, I would probably pick those as well. So I think those are good names to to think about when you are making your teams. If you haven't uh, checked out the the podcast where the, the driver values dropped, there's a lot of good stats and information in there for you as you uh, put together your first, second, or third team. We are now going to do, since this is our preview show, we are going to to make some picks. And that way, when we get to the end of the year, we can laugh at each other about how uh, horribly wrong we we were. We are going to pick our playoff 16 drivers, our final four, and then our champion. So our playoff 16, I think a lot of them are going to overlap. So we can kind of run down some of these. I'll start with like the first few and see if if they match yours. I went in in num- numerical order, so I don't know if you the did that as well. values. Yeah, did that, you do that as well? As well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott. Yeah, I don't know why you started with Denny Hamlin, but that's not a twenty point driver. In my heart, he is. <laughs> uh, yes, that is. I, I am with you on those first six drivers. Okay, those are pretty easy. Logano, Truex? No. Yeah, I figured after a conversation before, I, I figured that wasn't going to be one. I do not have Truex. So, I, and I struggled with that. I just, it's going to take somebody to to win a race, I think, that I I just, I, I figured he was going to make it in either on points or, or, or he'll win a race. But if you don't think he's going to win a race, then... That makes sense. That's probably a bold prediction as well, saying that Martin Truex is not going to make the playoffs, uh, given he was the regular season champ. But I, yeah, I think I've also, got him out. So that means that he's not going to to win a race. And I, I, I made that bold prediction last year and uh, did not work out very well for me. No, no, you're right. It didn't. So hopefully, hey, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Busch. Yep. Kyle Reddick. Yep. All right. Chris Buescher. Ross Chastain. Did you skip somebody on purpose? Uh, no. Brad Keselowski. I don't have him in. Wow. Yep. Okay. I know he's. I know he's been st- strong, but I think that there's. He's going to be in my in my world here. He's going to be finished outside of the points. He's not going to win a race, and he's going to finish outside of the points because some of these other guys are going to take the take the wins. So for me, Brad Keselowski almost made the final four. Wow. Okay. That's how high I've got him. Interesting. Okay. Bubba Wallace. Yep. Ty Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Eric Jones. Yes. Michael McDowell. Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. I just, I can't get excited about him. I don't know Michael what it McDowell. is. Michael McDowell. Yeah. He's going to win a race. He's going to win a race. He's going to win another race. Okay. Yeah. Alex Bowman's probably a good pick. He's got a better team. Probably uh, more resources and all that, but I mean, what have you seen from him the last couple of years where you're getting excited? 
I don't think that I would say I'm excited about him. I would say that I think last year for him and Chase Elliott, both those injuries ruined their seasons. He was the points leader, the fantasy leader before that injury. And I know that the performance when he came back was just gone. But to say that he is not a top 16, even really to ever put any Hendrick car outside of the playoffs is, is wild. I just, I think he's kind of a given, but just to make the playoffs. I, I certainly think he's the weakest on that team. And there's a lot of drivers above him, but I don't think he misses the playoffs two years in a row. Interesting. He's just kind of a goofy guy. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've got that that whole connection with him through through our <laughs> old job. Because <laughs> you underwrote a loan for him? You're listening to this, Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> he approved you. All right. So we got our final 16, which, to be fair, is not too too hard. We do have a couple differences. Uh, Brad Kay and Alex Bowman, you've got in there. I've got Truex and Michael McDowell are our, our differences. But let's get to our final four. I've got, in no particular order, Willie B, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and Tyler Reddick. So you think Christopher Bell is going to go three years in a row to the final four? I think Christopher Bell this year is going to go unconvincingly to the final four. The last couple of years, he has done some miraculous things in the playoffs to get there, winning when he had to. I think he's going to go in comfortably this year. And I think he's the strongest team on on Gibbs throughout the whole season. Stronger than Hamlin. Stronger than Hamlin. So he was in he's an 18 point driver this year, finished last year as a 19. That's that's an interesting pick. And then and then Tyler Reddick is your he's gonna make it for 2311, huh? That's that's my vote for for you through Denny Hamlin. I can't I can't pick Hamlin, but I'll pick a car Hamlin owns. Okay. I, th- I think that's fair. So I also had Kyle Larson and William Byron, which means they're probably going to suck and not make the even play the playoffs. Yeah. Something crazy like that. But Kyle Larson, William Byron, you know, Denny Hamlin's going to be in that final four. Mm-hmm. So that left one, one spot. And y- you may say that it's, it's with my heart, but I think Bubba Wallace makes the final four. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> so my bold prediction is that not only does Denny Hamlin get in, but his car, number 23, Bubba Wallace, makes the Final Four as well. Yeah, this is just straight-up Homer talk. <laughs> Listen, it's the offseason. All, all this stuff looks great on paper when, when it's the offseason until they start running. So. And let me guess, they're both going to win the championship. There's going to be the first-ever tie, and they're going to hold the cup together, and Hamlin's going to be like a two-time champion in one year. That is that makes for good TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the next season of the, of the yeah. Netflix documentary. We just do all Hamlin. I love it. So Bubba Wallace being in the final four, I'm gonna guess your bold prediction. That is my bold prediction: is that Bubba Wallace is going to go on a run, going to make the playoffs, and uh, he is going to to make the final four. Okay. Champion. You can go first. We know what your answer is. Go ahead. But the answer is finally, Denny Hamlin gets his <laughs> championship and he can ride off into the sunset. And 42 year old Denny Hamlin 
wins the championship and again made for made for tv and it's a beautiful thing listen like i said i i I won't even be mad if you're correct because i think it would be a travesty to see hamlin's not that he's done after this year but for him to not get a championship at this point now it's even bigger than mark martin not getting a championship it would be the best driver of all time not to win a championship so he deserves it I don't want to see it happen, but at the same time, it needs to happen. So that's where my conflicted stance is. It also helps that you got your driver championship last year. So it's, I mean, I would prefer him just to go get another one to be the only one that gets it, but you'll notice he wasn't even in my final four. So I did notice that unlike you, I make, I make picks with logic. (laughs) (laughs) Never said that I was smart. So my champion is Kyle Larson. Yeah, that's pretty a... pretty easy to do, but that's who I'm going with. He's just too strong. Yeah, I mean, that's no one's going to argue with you that <laughs> the best race car driver wins the championship. Right. Uh, I think that he, you know, even last year he was strong, even on the the, the the races that he you know didn't finish and made those mistakes. And I think he'll be this year. He'll be less aggressive in those situations and and probably rack up a bunch of wins I, I would imagine so obviously a very good pick and uh the number five car one of my favorites so I'm, I'm happy to see it so those are our wonderful picks that we can uh get mocked at for later uh later in the year since this is our last episode before daytona we are going to bring back our uh weekly picks section of the podcast if you remember last year we did this We had three people picking this year. It's just me and Norton picking. And we are going to pick the driver that we think is going to finish highest in the race. And you can only pick a driver twice throughout the year. If your driver is the highest finishing driver, we get one point. And if they win the race, you get a bonus point. And the person with the highest points at the end of the year will get to watch the other person spin the wheel of doom and have to do the punishment that is on the wheel. And uh, we will reveal that wheel of doom as we go through the year and uh, things can be added. So if you have a suggestion, throw it out there, maybe we'll put it on the wheel. Uh, But we will, the loser will have to spin that wheel at the end of the year. So do we have anything on the wheel yet? Is there one thing that we want to announce that is, officially on the wheel so i think you have to eat a uh a fire hot chicken wing we can do that so all right and we should probably warn our listeners we're kind of pansies so we're not doing anything true. too crazy yeah, yeah. these guys are probably listening <laughs> yeah. like wait they're not gonna eat 12 wings yeah no, no. guys yeah no. we're we are complete pansies ed uh this is just for fun uh last year zach lost or the two years ago zach lost right and he had yep. to uh, take a pie to the face. So uh, we could always add that one back. Well, and I think that's part of the reason why we're down to two hosts yeah. because as the wheel grew last year, we lost a host. So when I say we're pansies, it, it risks the podcast. Yeah, I, we are the we're we're not as pansy as as some other people that you right. know wouldn't even eat a we hot run wing from it. But we'll eat one hot <laughs> wing, not no hot wing. So. <laughs> That's right. That is that is very true. So we are going to start our picks with uh, our pick for for Daytona, and 
Commissioner, you can have the the first pick of the year. Appreciate that. All right. So I said that I, I've been high on this person. I've brought it up several times. This is probably not even that bold of a pick for Daytona, which usually in these pickums probably should be kind of bold. But I think that the man who almost makes the final four, Brad Keselowski, wins the Daytona 500. It's really funny as I had him down as my first my first pick and I was like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick somebody else. He was up there towards the end last year and that crash took him out. So I, I feel like he's been he was up there towards the front quite a few past races. So he's a he's a super speedway driver. It's it like I said, it's not a it's not a crazy pick by any means. He's going to be competitive in these races every time. Yep. He hasn't gotten the 500 yet, but it's it's not out of the question for him nope, to, not to get it. I am going to use a driver that probably won't use on any other course uh, or any other track, and I'm going with Austin Sindrick. He's okay. a past winner. So he wins it two out of three years. Huh? Past winner, and I don't know if he wins it, but I think he'll be at least – he's shown that he can – kind of avoid some of that stuff and and make it to the end. And really the Daytona race, you just want somebody that can finish. So not get caught up in the in the big one. So that's my pick. We're going with with Austin Sindrick uh for Daytona. It's always good to uh pick a Ford at these tracks too. They run really True. well we together. We both did pick Fords, didn't we? And yeah, so I I don't I think anybody from Penske, RFK, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. But I picked the winner, so <laughs> we'll see who. I'm gonna start my year off like Denny Hamlin with a victory. So, and what do we decide? Did we did we announce how we're picking each week? Is it so the winner of the previous week will get to pick first the next week? So okay. we can right. uh, see how long somebody holds the tee box. Yep. So we'll or the pit box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Nice. Clever. All right. So. Hopefully you are ready for Daytona. I'm I am super pumped. We got the Super Bowl and then it's officially race week and I know I'm looking forward to it. If you if you're in the league, thank you. Please tell your friends, get them signed up, uh submit another team, whatever you got to do. Let's try to get this as uh as big as possible and make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so that you can get all the notifications when we drop these episodes we're going to be weekly starting with our recap in uh after the daytona race so these will be uh weekly episodes where we break down the fantasy league so looking forward to a great year anything else that you uh got to add yeah i know that we've got a lot of listeners from a lot of different places in the country so this isn't obviously feasible for a lot of people but Daytona 500 party. Uh, we will be at the West Side Lounge in Harlan, Iowa. So anybody's listening and wants a good time, great place to watch the race. Love to meet you guys. Have a beer with you. Yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah, it would. And again, always thank you for the interaction on on X and our socials. Follow us uh, at a top pit box. And uh, we'll talk to you guys after Daytona. All right. See you ladies later. Thanks for listening to the show. Help us grow by sharing the podcast or leaving a five-star review. And if you want more, check us out on Twitter and Facebook by searching Atop the Pit Box. And be sure to check out atopthepitbox.com for current standings and stats for this year's Fantasy NASCAR League. We'll see you next time.